Hey, good morning. Welcome to Finding Subjects Podcast. I'm Tony. And to my left, the uh, ever-present, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. James Murray, audio engineer extraordinaire. How's everybody doing today? I'm just going to give you a uh, quick heads up. If you are easily triggered by current events, by the world around us right now, mm, just got to tell you, that's what we're talking about today. So if you want to skip this episode, catch up with us on episode 157. And maybe we won't be talking about this, but just giving you that heads up today if you don't really want to hear about this. Because I know personally I'm a bit overloaded by it all, but that's why I'm talking about it today. Because I have a really hard time understanding the violence, understanding the hatred, understanding the uh, non-discriminatory bombing and shelling and rocket attacks on innocent people. Men, women, and children. Um, and we're talking about the Ukraine right now. But it could be applied to a lot of different world current events that are happening around the globe. You would think, and this is what keeps going through my mind, you would think that in 2022, we'd be better than this. You would think that of all the past lessons that have occurred in this world, the violence and the hatred and the massacres and the Holocaust, the murders that we have witnessed as human beings and have documented in film, in radio, in person, in personal interviews. You'd think we would be better at, than this at this time in our history. And yet, one of the world's most powerful armies are rolling towards major metropolises with hundreds of thousands of people in them and they are shelling and rocketing and bombing indiscriminately to obtain land that they say is theirs, that they say is part of their country. And yet, if that land is theirs and if the it's part of their country, then are not those people brothers and sisters of that country? And yet they bomb. I don't have any answers for you. I'm sure you feel like I feel right now. You're flat out frustrated. You're looking at uh, politicians with your hands and your palms facing skyward. Like, what's up? What are we going to do about this? What can we do about this as normal, regular citizens of the world. And if you're looking for the proper answers for that and those questions, I don't have them. If you're looking to wonder, what am I doing about it? I'm talking about it to you. And simultaneously, I feel completely powerless like you do. This is why we elect people, right? This is why we elect politicians to run our country. For strength and leadership. But there is a bigger responsibility in just voting for someone. Not only do we have to vote for strength and leadership capabilities, 
in good times and in bad. It also has to be good business sense. But the most important quality, I think that the most powerful position in the free world, an attribute, an attribute that that person should have is to serve also as a deterrence to the evil of the world. Someone who those that are in the business of suppressing people, when they look at this leader that we vote for, should be just a little bit concerned. Not an open book. A wild card in a way. But yet someone who appears logical, but yet simultaneously, you know, throws you a curveball. Keeps you guessing. You see, voting for a president of the United States is much deeper than when you ever really thought it was. It's not just about the money that goes in your pocket in our economy. It's about our safety as well. It's about the safety of the entire free world. And when we vote for somebody, I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but when I vote for somebody, I'm voting for someone who will take care of the future of my children, who will keep them secure and safe, and my fa- you know, my entire family, of course, but I'm thinking predominantly of my children, who will keep us safe, who will support a good economy, allow us to live free, and to take advantage of this incredible country that we live in. Simultaneously, that person is also going to have to be a symbol of strength. Someone who is not a pushover in this crazy world we call Earth home. Because there are folks out there that do not play by the rules, that hate us for what we are, and the freedoms that we have. And they will do anything to undermine what we have. So next time you go to the polling votes, to the polls, don't just think you're voting for somebody that's going to keep taxes down low. That's going to uh, give you a little bit of uh, something, something back in your pocket. It's your responsibility to vote for someone who is indeed keeping the entire world safe. Just a little note for you to keep in your back pocket next time you're voting. And that's nothing about the current administration, the prior administrations. That's something to think about from here on out. The responsibility of a voter. And you could say, well, I can, I can vote for whatever I want. I can, I can think whatever I want, and that's how I'm going to vote. That's fine. But you see the worst right now 
what's happening in the world. You're seeing the worst of what can happen right now. A world leader's nightmare going against somebody like who is ruthless, relentless, and does not play fair. And the, the, the decisions that you have to make against a person like that. It's crazy. Okay, so what am I really going to talk about today besides uh, some attributes that every president should have? What's bothering me is what's bothering a lot of people, just watching what we're watching on television, seeing the pain, the suffering, the destruction, and the unknown, not knowing what this clown's going to do. realizing that this is kind of who he's always been. He was kind of always somewhat kept in check by leadership of the world. And it's not easy to sit here and watch this when I think it's kind of like unprecedented in the history of the world, how quickly news comes into our lives from the media that we have the the medium i should use medium meaning the the way it is transferred to us be it radio television high speed internet computers never i think in the history of man have we had the capability to know basically and watch in real time current events that are happening and it amps us up not always in a good way. And I know for me, I'm just walking around like, I don't want to say in a fog, but in a fog. Trying to comprehend this madness. Trying to comprehend the, the level of evil it would take to randomly hurt innocent men, women, and children of this world. All for the sake of achieving a military objective. And how do you, how do you accept that? How do you deal with that? You feel helpless. There's, you feel like there's nothing you can do. So what do you do? What do I do? What do you do? Listening right now, you folks in Europe, that this is right on your front step. I have listeners in Russia. I don't know what you think about this current situation, I'm going to guess you're not a fan of it. I'm going to guess that you're afraid to speak out, and I understand that. They are arresting thousands, and who knows where they're going to go. They'll, they'll see it as treason if you hit the streets and complain about it. I would wish that lack of freedom on no one. Our friends in Germany, Poland, I'm not exactly certain if we have anybody in the Ukraine, but I can check. And I don't even know if you have internet service right now. If anybody's listening, we're listening. The world is listening. We understand what's got happening. We are hoping our elected officials can do something. But what to do? What to do? 
what am I doing? I'm talking about it today. I don't normally talk about current events like this. I don't normally get into anything like this. But however, I feel compelled to because I'm just like absorbed by it all. And how can you not be? How can you not be concerned for your fellow human beings? This is not something new, by the way. This is happening all over the world all the time. We just don't always see it. It could be a group of people in, somewhere in Central Africa, you know, that they've been having a squabble for a long time. And they're, you know, somebody, a group will come in and slaughter them. It gets a little bit of news, but it's kind of like so far away. Even though we have this media, this medium, you'd have to dig sometimes to find the stories. But trust me when I tell you evil is always present. It's always there. This one, however, it's Europe. And for somehow, some reason, it just makes it more significant. One of the largest countries in Europe with natural resources, grain, uh, mineral deposits, its location, its strategic location, it's horrible. It's horrible to see this happening again anywhere, but now this is the, the topic that we're dealing with. So, Tony, you might say, what's your answer? As I said in the beginning, I don't have an answer for it. I'm talking about it because when I talk about something, I'm hoping that you can kind of relate to where I'm coming from and together we can find, you know, maybe find some solace in it, like understanding that, okay, he gets what's going on and I, I feel the same way, frustrated, sad, extremely disappointed that fellow human beings can act this way in the 21st century still. It's scary. It's also scary when you got a guy that I don't think that he would hold off at all with uh, tactical nukes, which are basically, you know, battlefield uh, detonations, which are not as significant as, say, Hiroshima, but enough to ruin your day big time. He is a wild card. And people say, you know, he's, he's changed. And maybe they have. Maybe, maybe they know more than we do. Maybe he truly has. However, I'm thinking he took his coat off. And this is who he's always been. I don't know. But what I do know right now is a, an enormous humanitarian crisis is occurring right now in Europe with incredibly devastating effects on life and suffering. And what do we do? My kids would always, um, if you ask them, they would tell you, He's always watching war movies. He's always watching World War II movies or, you know, uh, 12 Strong, sh uh, Shooter, uh, 
American Sniper, Battle of the Bulge, Patton. Go down the list. Every war movie you can think of. And if you ask me, why do you watch those? And how many times have you watched them? Lone Survivor. Keep on going down the list. How many times you watch them? And why? And I think I could say I watch them to see the courage that it takes to overcome evil. Because the movies that I watch normally, and I'd say 99% of the time, good overcomes evil in every one of those. Tyrants, dictators, madmen are destroyed and goodness prevails. And I think in a way, maybe subliminally, that gives me hope. And it's the same thing while I'm watching it now. I'm praying. I can tell you I'm praying all day long. For a better outcome. For a good outcome. For these people. I'm praying. For some strange reason, this guy wakes up and says, all right, we taught them a lesson. Everybody turn around and come home. I'm praying for these people, these young kids in these tanks, the Russian soldiers, that don't want to be there, that they get a reprieve, that their orders come in, that they don't have to continue what they're doing. Because I truly don't think that they want to be doing what they're doing. I'm praying that someone high up in their military or in the political offices understands what's right, understands this is wrong, and can somehow do something about to stop it. Is it possible that not one person in leadership over there or in the military, high military position, cannot see the wrong in this? I don't think that's possible. Give me a room of 20 people. You're going to have, I don't care what you say, you're going to have someone inside their mind that does not agree with everything. And I think that's one of our only hopes as well. I don't know the answer. And again, back to what I'm doing about it. I'm praying about it. And you could say, that's great. Have a great day, Tom. Nice hearing your ramblings. You're praying about it. Big deal. I happen to believe in the power of prayer. What can I tell you? Call me delusional. Did you ever pray for something and for a different outcome. And maybe it works. Maybe it didn't. I pray all the time. Praying to me is a conversation. To this higher power, this all-knowing, all-encompassing being, right, that we worship. 
could be in many different forms and different names. We don't know. But I pray to God as a Christian for some help all day long. Help me be a better person. Help me be, help me do today better than I did it yesterday. Right. I'm full of mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. That's how I am. I'm a human being. And then I asked this entity, this, it, this all encompassing everything, this energy that I can't even fathom. I can't even comprehend what that is because we can't, we can't put this, our God into a box and define it. Right. Like Jesus says in the Bible, God says, I am dot, dot, dot. How do you put I am into a box? You can't. And we cannot even mentally grasp what that is. It's so big. It's so massive. We can't. We, and, and we like to compartmentalize things as human beings so we can understand it better, right? I pray somehow that this entity that I pray to each and every day, this God, will somehow intercede, will somehow let this end will somehow help us as human beings on this earth, be it disease, be it hatred, be it destruction and war. I somehow hope and pray that, that God can intercede and make this a better place. Maybe this is not that place that this is, this is ever going to happen. Maybe we come here and maybe we're born into this world and we learn from our mistakes here. And some will say, maybe there's nothing tone and you're wasting your breath. Maybe. But I'm making my choice as well. I made it a long time ago. And I'm all in. And I say I'm all in. That doesn't mean I don't make mistakes all day long. I do. I'm a human being. But I try to stay on that path, right? That journey. To always remember that I don't have carte blanche in this world. I got to answer to my, myself first and foremost and also to God. To be responsible, empathetic, kind, open-minded to my fellow human beings. And you could say, oh man, he's really got it together. He sounded like a holy dude. I am not. I'm, in, <laughs> I'm a goofball sometimes, most of the times. I was joking around. The end of the day, though, when push comes to the shove, I would like to think that I can be a pretty empathetic person. And yeah, I call myself a Christian, but that doesn't mean I am not without mistakes. I think people think people who are Christians are perfect in their own minds. It's not the case. Christian is someone who just believes in Christ, believes in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, right? You can be Catholic, you can be Protestant, you can you know, go down the list, right? They're all Christians. They all believe in Christ. And so back to the beginning with that is I pray, because that's the only thing I feel like I can do right now and talk about this maybe. 
And you can say again, like I said, pray about it. What's that going to do, dude? I believe it matters. I could tell you about situations in my life that were totally out of my control. Mr. Type A, lone wolf. Ah, guess what, dude? You never were in control. You were never in control. It was an illusion inside your head. Well, who's in control? That's up to you. Now it's your faith. And people will say, well, how can God, if God is in control, let things like this occur? And I don't have that answer either. And so I pray about it. I pray for wisdom to try to understand things better, to accept people better, to find a way through adversity. I pray for wisdom and courage and understanding and patience. And it isn't easy, as you probably already know. A quick story. It always brings me back to this uh, this visit a while back. My family and I, we were in uh, California. And uh, in this particular time, we were in the... Uh, just, I think they're just out of, uh, what was it, Compton? Inglewood, right around there. There's an overpass. You hop on the highway, and there's like an overpass and an overpass over top of that and an overpass on top of that. And my daughter was riding shotgun. She had the Nikon, and I'm pointing things out. Get that shot. Get that shot. Get that shot. And she is good, like a little sniper with that camera. And so I spotted this guy way, way up on the highest overpass. And if you held your fingers in front of you, you know, if you did like a quarter of an inch, um, that's how far he was. That's how big he was, right? And he's holding something. I said, there, up there, get that guy. And she starts shooting away. And it wasn't for months later that I actually went home. Well, we were home, you know, maybe a couple of weeks later, but that I went through the photographs. Initially, what I'll do is I'll load them up in the computer and then I'll go through a cursory look quickly. Is there anything that sticks out? Oh, look at this. This and that's cool. It's great. I'll get to it. Half the times I don't get to. I got over 8,000, just in this new computer, over 8,000 photographs that I could probably delete <laughs> 7,500 of, right? And keep the other ones. So I came across this one shot of this guy and he's holding a sign and he's got the biggest smile on his face. And the sign can't be no bigger than a piece of loose leaf. And he's got a magic marker that he wrote something on it. And I start cropping in and cropping in and cropping. I'm like, no one in the world, nobody, nobody is ever going to be able to see what this man is holding in his hand up there. Because you just can't see. It's too far away. The sign's too small. And so I zoom in on it and I keep cropping in on this sign. I got the picture. I'm going to put the picture with this podcast. If I don't put it there, I'm going to put it on Instagram. I'm going to put it on finding subjects, excuse me, finding subjects.com at the website. I'm putting the picture up because I want you to see this picture of this man that we cropped in so tight and the camera has excellent megapixel quality. So I can zoom in on crap that you would not believe how far away I can zoom in on stuff. And what does this guy's sign say? That nobody's going to see. I guarantee you, man, the man rode his bike there. And in his head, for some reason, he was inspired that day to wake up and to scribble that song, that, that writing. 
and to go out and share it with the world. But he picked this vantage place, this vantage spot, so high up with traffic going by at 50, 60, 70 miles an hour. Who can see it? Who can possibly see that sign? That guy, that guy right now, I guarantee you, he doesn't know how many people have seen it already. He doesn't know somebody five years into the future is sitting here talking about that sign that he made. What inspired him to make that sign? And you're probably, dude, what the heck did the sign say? It said, very simply, pray on it. Are you kidding me? Or pray about it? <laughs> I got to read it. Are you kidding me? Pray about it? The man literally was probably 200 feet up in the air, 150 feet in the air, traffic's buzzing by. And some little girl with her father's Nikon sitting in the side passenger side of the rental car happening to look up and take that shot. And I'm talking about it today to you here on Finding Subjects Podcast. <laughs> Folks, you can say, oh, that's just coincidence, dude. Eh, you know, a lucky shot. Say whatever you want to say. But if you look at the odds for somebody to be talking on a podcast globally about a picture that some man from who knows where, we don't know who he is, happened to get on his mo his little bicycle and ride to that over. I don't even know how the man got up on that overpass, to be honest with you. It's a highway, for God's sakes. He took his bicycle up there, and he's standing there with his little hat on, his, his shirt, like cut-off sleeves. He's got this little sign that I don't know who read that day, that day, other than him. Pray about it. Pray on it. You think God doesn't enter our lives in mysterious ways? I think that is definitely one of the times that kind of sending me a message. Maybe you as well. Somewhere around the globe. Maybe you are one of the listeners in Russia, in Kazakhstan, in Poland, in Germany, in Spain, in England, Scotland, Iceland, Hong Kong, China, the Philippines, India. I see where you're from out there. The United States. I see it on my statistics. Now you know about that sign. Imagine that. Imagine finding that out, that this sign that you happen to just scribble because you were inspired to share your love for God one day. So many years ago, you wanted to go out into the world and put a little message up just to inspire somebody to pray about it, man. Pray on it. The guy loves God so much, he took the time to go stand out there in the California sun, breathing smoggy traffic, air, in order to get that message across. And I just think that is so cool when I think about that. So I will share that message, that photograph with you. Share his message with you. And hopefully we can apply that to today's world. 
because it's so sad and frustrating that we have to deal with such evil still. And all we can do sometimes is pray about it or pray on it. That's the message today, folks. Pray about it. Pray on it, please. And don't think that your prayers and your words and your positive thoughts are falling on deaf ears or just energy wasted. You never know. You never know what that little sign, the influence that it can have on somebody. By you smiling, by you just being positive, maybe by you talking to somebody else about, yeah, you got to pray on it, man. Just a little thing like that. Have a blessed day. Maybe you got to pray on that. Uh, I keep praying about it every day, man. You know, a little something like that. That guy prays? Huh. I haven't prayed in years. You don't know the influence that you can have on others. So I ask all of you, pray on it. Pray on the situation that we're dealing with over there. Pray for a peaceful resolution to this and that it ends quickly. And I pray that we all can go out there and live life and do life a little bit better than we did it yesterday. Deep, heavy, share the word, man. If you think this is uh, something that other people might like, share the podcast, please. If you're feeling generous, go to uh, on iTunes or Apple Podcast and do a positive review. It's the only way they push to this thing. No one will hear about it if they don't. Hey, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And God bless you all, man. And uh, please pray for, pray for these people, not only just in the Ukraine, but all around the world that are being suppressed and uh, held prisoner. Their human rights being violated uh, together with maybe prayer. We can overcome. Have a fantastic day. This is Tony, and thank you very much for listening to Finding Subjects Podcast. Peace. See you. Bye. Where's the end? That's it. It's a wrap, Mr. Murray. Got it.